cliffcentral.com it's Kupu, it's Kupu, yours ain't banging like mine, no. Yo, what's up guys, it's your girl Gigi Lemayne and you're tuned into The Unplugged Radio Show on Thursdays right here on Cliff Central from 12 to 1 p.m., baby. Are you ready? I don't think you're ready. So tell me something, what happens when you get two individuals in studio that really are unplugged from the norms and don't want to conform to what we deem the mediocrity of the times? Let me tell you what happened. Actually, let me play for you what happens. Because in the next hour, we're about to shut it down. Woo! <laughs> it's another one of those really great, great, great days. Welcome to the Unplugged and In Charge Radio Show. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. This is absolutely fantastic. You, of course, with the tribe of superstar leaders, and you're one of them. My name is Weza. Weza, that guy. I'm piloting the ship, but I'm not alone. I'm long. you right here with my co-pilot. He goes by the name of Sempiwe Pedros. What up, buddy? What up? <laughs> I told you, it's, a go- it's about to go down. What happens in an hour when things come together, when people come together to really talk about things that shape and shift the narrative? It's all about leadership. It's all about you realizing that you're a leader and that you have a part to play in shifting and creating the South African, not even South African, but the youth narrative of our nation. Yeah. Of our globe, actually. Not even our nation. I'm thinking about a lot of things, a lot of things. And I want to I wanna emphasize the mere fact that you have everything that you need in you. I don't know what's about to happen in this hour And I always say I don't know what's about to happen Because I truly don't And I just hope that you buckle your seatbelt And really unplug yourself from what has happened to you this week What people told you you can't do And really be in charge of what happens in the next hour In the next day and in the coming weeks Because you have everything you need in you To become the change that you want to see Not in, not only in other people's lives But in your life It's time to unplug, be in charge And really create and dictate the narrative for your future Ladies and gentlemen Welcome to the shortest hour in the week It's about to go down baby It's, it's about the Unplugged Radio Show <laughs> What's up my guy, how you doing bro? I'm great man, I'm great, I'm, I'm fantastic It feels like it feels feels like um you know I'm taking off man mm. watch out for me I'm about <laughs> to go like it really feels like that um so much is happening so many good things are in the pipeline we're working really hard um I'm you know trying to also assemble a team of young people around me that are also about the hard work yeah yeah and uh it, it's great man it's 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 great it's great to be doing things and and be going somewhere yeah. And every day when you wake up, there's something new to do, but there's always something to do. Yeah, you know? bro. <laughs> you know what? What's funny? Like, yeah. I've, I've actually been thinking about a lot of things. I mean, since uh, we decided to unplug ourselves and uh, when I decided to leave my job, I felt like I was going the wrong way sometimes. You know, sometimes you might not know where you're going in life. And th- that's what I want to emphasize about the journey of your life. You might not know where you, you're going, but as long as it feels right to you and as long as it stays true to who you are, keep going. Because yeah. the destination is not what life is all about. It's about experiencing the journey, embracing the journey, and realizing who you are and what you have to contribute to this world. So that's the yeah. beautiful thing about this life because uh, I'm expectant. I'm excited about what's happening in my life. Uh, a lot has happened in the past few weeks. I've really been more intentional about uh, things that I said I would do at the beginning of the year yeah. and thinking about the fact that it's almost the second half of the year and things need to move and roll yeah. forward. I actually launched my website last week, Simpia Petrus. Dot com. It's about to go down, bro. Like I'm, I'm really excited for the fact that um, it's another avenue of expression for me. I'm really yeah. just uh, branching out and uh, really sharing and expressing my opinion on certain issues. You might not agree with my opinion, and that's okay. As long as you have an opinion, don't be passive in the times that we live in. We need your opinion. We need to engage and uh, discuss our different points of view because the solutions we're waiting for are in those discussions and in that engagement and understanding each other's perspectives. So that's what I'm going to be doing over the next few weeks. I'm going to be talking about the issues that we're facing in our country, the issues that we're facing in the world, and really blogging and um, talking about a lot of things. Another thing that I also started uh, in the in the past few weeks was uh, my LYM Academy, the Leave Your Mark Academy, bro. Oh, yeah? And it's really focused on empowering um 
people and equipping them with the skills that they always thought that they didn't have. I'm really focusing in on uh, helping uh, up-and-coming speakers discover the speaker that they are, up-and-coming presenters, to have the confidence to stand in front of that camera and to really express themselves fully. It's going to be an interesting journey, bro. Like, yeah. uh, like it's really branching out and stepping out into... Uh, Avenues that I've never really stepped into Life's not really about me anymore It's really about uh, empowering the, the people That are, are, are listening to us And yeah. the, the people that look up to us Because I'm truly humbled for all Each and every one of your support We see the love on Twitter And the, it, it's amazing it's, it's humbling I thank God for each and every one of you Because if it wasn't for you We wouldn't be able to do what we're doing, man Yeah, wow, man That's absolutely fantastic It's great to hear um, and, and I know that normally when we listen to, to a person sound like he's on the move, yeah. we start to have that, 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 um, that feeling as if we lost a bit of gravity for us in our own lives. We're like, yeah. whoa, 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 what's going on in my life? You know, <laughs> the first thing you do when you hear someone is moving is you start trying to evaluate if you're moving. You're yeah. like, whoa, whoa, am I standing? Am I moving? Yeah. <laughs> And you don't need to compare yourself, you right? Know, yeah, yeah. It's like being in a moving car. Yeah. You are moving relative to the ground. But exactly. because you're looking at another car going past, because you're looking at another car going past you, you might say, whoa, 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 whoa. What's going on? Am I moving? Because the other car looks like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's moving at a certain pace. Yeah. And that's sometimes important that we, you know, that we just do the right type of intro- introspection. Mm. And, um, and, and sometimes, you, you, you're moving really fast. Yeah, but yeah. But because maybe you're in a bus and you're walking the other way, though you're still moving, it, you see, it, it seems like you, you're going backwards in yeah. your life sometimes. Yeah. Whereas you're actually going in the right direction within, in the bigger scheme of things. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So, so there's always that. I think Timothy Maurice said it's because, um, um, in the Chinese language, for instance, there's no word for I. There's only we. Or I am a part of, but there's oh, no snap. word for I. That means the Ubuntu thing of, of, um, um, Ubuntu, 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 is, is really like a deep thing. It, it comes from a different place. It, it, and, um, it's also the reason why when you hear somebody else doing something good, you always wonder, what's wrong with me? You know, am, am I moving? What, what? you, you start with <laughs> yeah. introspection first before you even, um, think, no, no, that's good for him. I'm, I'm a focus on mine, but it, it, it always happens. Sometimes it's a split second. If, yeah. if you're, you know, if you can control your thoughts. And with some people, they just stay in there forever and it can even, um, become something that, you know, can eventually turn into something bad and it can eventually become a, a, a type of jealousy. But, yeah. but it's always good if it, if it stays something positive, something that just pushes you in the right direction. You know, you've actually got me thinking jealousy is something that's major, especially within young people and just people in general, actually. Why do you think people have such a thing of jealousy? I've got a, I've got an idea in my mind, but I want to hear from your point of view. What do you think is the catalyst for jealousy? The catalyst for jealousy? Yeah. Wow. Um, you know, it's interesting. Once, once upon a time, um, there's this one time what, what had happened is, um, some, someone came, someone, um, I was, I was emceeing a certain event. Yeah. And, um, while I'm backstage, there's this guy who walked up to me and said, are you Weza? Yeah. And I said, yes. Oh, by the way, I hate you. What? <laughs> I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> so I just kept on walking, oh, going right. where I was going. I'm just oh, preparing snap. my event, you know. Like, and straight I'm up, you're Weza. Yeah. I hate you. You know, uh, by the way, I hate you. Yo. And I'm like, well, I mean, first of all, we don't even know Dog. each other. I don't know your name yet. You know, <laughs> I just know that you hate me. And I thought, okay. Um, well, I got one hater now. I didn't know I had one, you know. And That's then, how you know you're moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> so, so later in life, um, they, I had another event and this guy was at the event. The yeah. son was in the crowd. Yeah. And then after the event, he, he came to me and he said, Hey man, I just want to say that I admire your work. Shut up. It's something absolutely amazing. And I had to experience it for myself to understand why everyone raves about you and your work. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, 
um, in fact, what was actually happening is every single time someone wants to book me, they would, they would pencil book me yeah. and say, if Weza doesn't come, we'll use you. But if he is available, we're going to go with Weza. Yeah, and that, for so that's why he ended up hating me because he would, he would, um, I would be booked, I would be booked so many times and he would lose out on all those bookings. Shucks. And, um, now he was telling me why, you know, he hated me initially. Yeah. And now he was asking if he can, I, I can become his mentor. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, wow, that that's an interesting way the wheel the yeah. wheel turns. You start off by saying, "Hey, by the way, I hate you." Yeah. To <laughs> to eventually saying, "Hey, could you mentor me?" Oh snap! It's it's crazy, dog. Like I think for me, the biggest thing for jealousy is when um you don't know who you are. Mm. I always say that your identity is necessity for your prosperity. And when you truly know who you are, you won't even look at other people's life and wish you had what they had. Mm. Like, I, I think most people find that jealousy is birthed from a place of wanting what you don't have and seeing what other people have and wanting what they have and not even mm. focusing on your gifts and your talents. So I, I truly understand your story and where it comes from because no matter what you do in life, somebody will always either love you or hate you for what you do. Yeah. But and sometimes they don't hate you because of the bad you do. Yeah. They hate the fact that you do what you do so well. Yeah, you're, you're, like, <laughs> you're just too great. Like, your greatness is too much for me. I can't contain that it. That is crazy. Yeah. So, like, it doesn't, like, the one revelation that I got, and I think this is the, the one thing that liberated me from, like, comparing myself to people and just focusing on myself was the fact that I realized that no matter what you do, somebody's always going to have an opinion. So you might as well do whatever the hell you want to do because their opinions of you don't define who you are. You define who you are mm. and you need to step up and really embrace who you are because in who you are, there is a lot of love, but there's also a lot of hate, but it doesn't matter because all that matters is that you're moving forward and progressing. And that's the most powerful and beautiful thing on this journey. Yeah. So yeah, we've, we've got a lot to talk about, bro, but I think we, we need to take a, a, a little breather for a moment and uh, just have a, a little bit of poetic brilliance from uh, a homie of ours that isn't on the show today. Von the poet uh, had a poem that he shared uh, a couple of weeks ago. I want to share that thing with you. Let it touch your soul. And then after that, we're going to have a guest of ours who's going to share some wonderful and powerful entrepreneurial experiences. I feel like I've been keeping this poetry in for way too long, man. Way too long. So let me express. What if we could have achieved things if only we asked? Like if I took the chance, could I be the rapper? If I rolled in a panda, would I have bras in Atlanta? If I did comedy, would they stand up? Or would they shoot me if I put my hands up? You see, maybe my white life matters, but my black soul doesn't. Cause I've seen them line up at Starbucks in their dozens. And I quote, We'll never line up outside the polls to vote. The same people turn around and talk to me about the country like they just can't cope. Man, I'm losing hope. Everything's so twisted. Can someone explain to me? Why do good people keep getting screwed by life like you swear it believes in monogamy? Because when I close my eyes and look into my mind's astrology, they tell me, we're free. <laughs> but how are we free when every month we work to pay the landlord? And how are we free when half the country screaming, where's the landlord? Maybe everything that's normal needs to be redefined. Like why do we have to have strong backs? Can't we have flexible spines? You see the questions unanswered are the ones that I pursue. And I don't do it for me. And I don't do it for you. I do it for the author that's inside my head that writes my story in lead. Because it seems to always erase the memory of when it was myself that I first met. But you can chill, bro. I know that I sound cynical. But all I'm really trying to say is that if growth is necessary, then change is critical. A man once told me that change is our only constant. He said it so sharply, he cut skin deep, he was so clinical, but it made me think that if change is our only constant, then why do we still live by the same principles? I heard that time is the only thing that's actually ours, so I've been spending my minutes counting the hours just to find a second to breathe, to release me from the tension of my own dreams. Because I've been going through a lot lately, and things have been tough. 
But I've got the whole squad with me And I know they're gonna hold me down when there's not enough heart in me But pardon me, let me take you back to the beginning She left me, she said I'm way too busy And now I'm left picking up the pieces to these emotion pictures To create my own Walt Disney Born the Poet You know what? I love that poem, man. It touches my soul each and every time I hear it. So shout out to Vaughn, the poet, Vaughn, the everything, doing the most on the po- in the poetic space. I think a lot of the stuff that he spoke about is really relevant in what we're talking about and really embracing the journey that you're on and uh, just expressing yourself in different avenues. Yeah. I know Vaughn is really doing the most in the poetic space and it's actually inspired me to step up and really do some stuff in the poetic space as well. Oh, cool. I actually wrote a poem a couple of weeks back that, Wait, uh, nah, nah. that I performed. Uh, what? Yeah, bro. It was, it was quite deep. Maybe I'll share one of these days just uh just Nyana to throw it out there coming into the, soon yeah coming soon just a little <laughs> teaser gotta yeah. fight for your future and do the most with it so yeah bro over to you man yeah so uh we um are still talking uh, a bit on entrepreneurship this time around and um we joined by a lovely lady that uh that's in those avenues and in fact she wants to to aspire to them but she she does quite a lot um and i'll let let her explain exactly what she does her name is Basetana Pule. How are you doing? I'm okay. How are you? I'm great, thanks. I'm great. Um, so, Basitane, um, a little about you. First of all, you're in recruitment, right? Yes, I am. Cool. Just just explain to us what type of people you recruit, what what levels are we looking at? So, I had a bit of an upgrade yeah. um, late last year. Uh-huh. I moved into executive recruitment. Oh, yeah. So, I play senior managers. So... Um, in the businesses that I work for, there is two sides of the business. So the other business will then deal with the lower level, mm-hmm. which I think salary is between 650 and below. Mm-hmm. So very junior. And then on the side that I deal oh, with. 650 and below is very junior. Yeah. Some good money. I pay people on the mall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, so you deal with, with, um, with, um, senior, meaning, um, how, what, what is the bracket we're looking at? We're looking at um, between, I mean, the lowest I'd go is about 850 mm-hmm. and above. So, and above would be from a mill to, to 3.5. Those are the, sort of, are the sort of roles that I look for and that I search for. 3.5. All right, cool. Yeah. So, I mean, roughly 3.5, guys, just so you know. I see, we're doing clear. calculations, dog. <laughs> it's about 290,000 a month. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, so. It's like a vurpa per month. You oh, know I what I mean? It's like three <laughs> dog. It's like three vurpas, dog. Yo, it's crazy. It's it's pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. So so now the thing is, um, what what are the, some of the qualities that are ne- that that you guys look at uh, when when you're saying okay, this person should be the senior manager? Is it is it mo- mostly qualification or is it mostly experience or you know what are some of those intrinsics that that really make you think ah, this is a good candidate? So at that level, we can't really like play around. So we're looking at little things like where the person went to high school. Yeah. That's what? For real. Wow. Where a person went to high school and what they did in high school. So hmm. we look at, oh, did he have colors in school? Oh, snap. Was he part Jeez, of that stuff team? still counts. It counts. And I think it, it's, it's speaking towards your character and the kind of yeah. person you are and your involvement. So hmm. are you going to get to work and just be a person who just comes to work and goes, you yep. know, or you're going to be involved because yeah. most of the time we cruise through school, but it says a lot about the kind of people we are so do you get involved or do you not yeah. and we look we look at things like that Athletics so team like because because mm. you know why um this is important that you mention this is because i i still wonder what to include in cvs now i'm thinking i've done so much in my uh, in my um later years should i still be including what i like the achievements i did back in high school and varsity and that type, like in va- high school and primary for instance I, I say you should because mm. when a CV gets to a recruiter, yeah. we then sort of curate the information on a CV. Yeah. So we, 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 we won't necessarily add it into what we edit and send to the client, but mm. it's a nice to know that when we are introducing you to a client, we say, okay, where's did this? Where, where's did that? It speaks of his character. We can then speak on your behalf on what you've mm. listed on your CV. Wow. And, and you guys forget, we can't change what's on your CV. So if you send me a one page out with half the information, yeah. that is exactly what I send to the client. So, I can't add stuff for you And I 
can't remove So it's so. actually better To have like a nine page CV Than a one page CV For you For your point of view yeah. So that you yeah. have more to work with right? So yeah. you'll just um, you, you might just shrink What looks like it's irrelevant yeah. For the particular post yeah. But at least You could have a nice little paragraph in the cover letter. Exactly. I think it's called the cover letter. Yeah, yeah. And in there, that's where you mention the character and you mention exactly. things from childhood till now and what the person believes of themselves and yeah. why. And, and then you back that up with that one page, really strong wow, CV. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Damn. Okay. So wait, now we're not going to mention any names of your clients, yeah. but I want you to give me an example of your most interesting client and or your most interesting placement, because I think there's a lot of fulfillment in the job space yeah. that you're in, right? Yeah, it is. Um, when I first started in recruitment, yeah. I'd say this is for me has always been the highlight. So I was like, I, I'm a black person, you know, <laughs> and I'm finna play some black people. All right. And also I'm young, so I need to place my friends. All I don't right. necessarily place a friend, but I placed someone who was a graduate. Mm. Um, at one of my clients, she had just finished varsity. She didn't have any work experience at all. Yeah, yeah. Sent these black girls through. They were metallurgists. Yeah. Sent their CVs through the client, client interviewed today, client said, okay, fine, we want to send an offer later. And I placed her at 550 CTC. So if you, if you take that and then you, you. Some dope stuff. Yeah. You, dope you, stuff. you times it by what we make, um, as the recruiter. Yeah. I, my first placement was for, for the company at about 100K. I made the company yeah. at 100K. Jeez. <laughs> mm. Those what? are goals, man. Yo. Yeah. Damn. But not that I saw the whole 100k. I get what I Commission. I just get commission from that. But as a yeah. whole, for the company. But you did best, though. You know what, what I'm saying? And, yeah. and how does commission look like for people who think, I want to be a recruiter? I think like, I'm good at judging people as character and stuff like that. Um, co- commission on a single thing. Like you can, you don't have to talk numbers. You can talk, or let me say, talk percentages rather than talking actual figures. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can I can speak now. Okay, it's cool. Not a, it's not yeah. a you're free. No, Just in free. case. You're free yeah, now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd say so. Wiz helps with the math. Uh, yeah. If someone is earning 550k, yeah, at 20 percent, yeah, um, that is 20 percent to the company, and then yeah. that whatever you got there yeah. times that by 20 percent. Okay, that's that's yours. what the recruiter gets. Woo! <laughs> I need to go in the next house. This lady's loaded. I'm no, ready for that. Really. <laughs> like, okay, cool. It obviously there's not a uh, there's not every there's not a um you know a big exec needed every day or every you know I, I so I understand that. But this this for instance, if that were to happen. This was 20,000 rand for that particular person. And that's just one client. You just got the guy in. They gave you 20 grand for your hard work. So basically, for being the plug, you Yo. got a good 20k. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> got them racks. Yeah. <laughs> this girl needs no blessing. <laughs> she is fine. <laughs> I need a blessing. Hey, 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 hey. Don't Do not, the blessing don't, don't scare them away, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so tell me, Masatana, apart from the recruitment space, what else is there about you? Tell us more about you, you know? Because so, I see, I see you've got your own blog. You try yes. and you blog every now and Ning-ning, then. You know, I just put my thoughts on paper, yeah. my views of the world and what I think people yeah. are doing wrong or right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. My perspective really is so our blog. I've got a blog on WordPress. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's called The World According to Me. Okay. And then I've also written a few articles for, can I, can I say the name? You go for it. You're free uh, out here. Jobvine. So okay. I've written a few articles for Jobvine. Okay. Things about like moonlighting, how to deal with work stress, mm-hmm. how to uh, deal with conflict resolution in the workplace. I've yeah. written articles um, about things like that. Mm-hmm. And then I've also been an aspiring entrepreneur. So oh. I've tried. I've taken that money that I told you about. I tried to take it and put it into a business. Yeah. Okay. And Unfortunately, it didn't work. And I mm. laugh at myself because I'm like, really, girl, you did that. You wasted okay. all that money doing it's, all those things, really. But it's not a waste, though. Let's look at it from yeah, a different perspective. It's a lesson. You, you, you learned a lot, You take right? an L and it's a lesson, yeah. you know. I learned a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm still at it. Okay. Um, yeah, oh, you're, so. still, you're still pushing it? Yeah. Okay, I'm wait, wait, wait. Again. Wait, wait. Hold up. Wait. I need to change the tone for the show so that uh, I allow you to just give us uh, your elevator pitch in like a minute. This is your time. This is your time for, yeah, because there are potential investors listening to the show and we need to hear what your elevator pitch is. Are you ready? 
Are you ready? I'm man. I hope you're ready. No, I'm gonna put some, I'm gonna put some some ambience to it so that would. yeah yeah okay okay go for it. Uh, this is not necessarily an elevator pitch, but yeah. this is really what I'm trying to achieve as a, um, as a person. Okay. So when I was in high school, nobody told us that there's things like metallurgists or chemical engineers yeah. or even in finance. Within finance, all you know is that a person is a CA, but there's so many other roles that you can pursue within finance. And I feel like the the biggest reason why I I'm in recruitment and I want to stay and I want to promote uh, this whole recruitment sphere is to make sure that yes, black people are underprivileged, but we need to, it's, it's about an access to information. Yeah. If you know better, you do better. And it's up to us to make sure that when we have the information, we take it back yeah. and we can change the status of what's happening in the economy with the job loss and the, the jobs coming into the country by making sure that kids know that actually you don't have to be a marketing manager. You could be more. You can be an account exec. Yeah. You can be whatever you want. There's just so many roles. So people think there are no jobs. There are jobs. There's just not enough resources to match the skills that the currently current, that the country currently needs. Sorry. So that's what we need to look at to make sure what the people coming out of the schools are aware that oh Ghana I can be an electrical engineer mm. as opposed to I can be whatever I want you can but also think about being whatever you want at the salary that you want yeah. so look at how much these people are earning and think okay I may not like it but if it's giving me a hundred racks um, a month mm. like if I'm earning a hundred K a month why not we need to step away from this thing where my dreams your dreams also need to match the money as well yeah so, I cookie levels up. There are levels in this life. That, no. That's a, that's a different opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah bro. That's it's a different, different perspective, bro. Like yeah. a lot of people say that they want to go after their dreams and that they won't compromise on the pursuit of their dreams. But you actually brought a different perspective. You're like, okay, well, your dreams are there, but you need to put a number to it, add value to it. I mean, you need to eat in this life mm. still. You need mm. to survive and make sure mm. that you get to that dream. Yeah. I, I've got a different perspective. I've yeah. got, my perspective is that, hey, man, it's okay. I might go hungry a couple of days, but I'm going to pursue that dream until I get to where I want to get. But that's the thing about life. As long as you stay true to yourself and you don't conform to what other people are saying, then you'll become who you're supposed to be. Stop yeah. compromising and conforming to the opinions of people. Mm. You were never born for that, man. Yeah. yeah. I think what she's trying to say in, 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 a, in, a, in a different way is do what you have to do so that you can do what you want to yeah. do. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, so absolutely. Wait, but Susanna, t- tell me one thing. Who's um your role model? Like, let's pick a female entrepreneur, somebody that you really look up to, mm. and um, tell us more about them and why. Um, Oprah. It's like an Avi, like a snooze fest. It's <laughs> Oprah. Yeah. And I think the one thing that I appreciate, and I'll always mention race because, you know, I'm a black person. Yeah. And we need more Oprahs in the world. Yeah. We need more women who are doing it for themselves. Yeah. And I mean, really doing it on a scale that large. Yeah. She inspires me because uh, every time I watch her masterclass, she says, I'm not pretty. You know, I'm not the prettiest person, but I got the racks, you know, <laughs> and I can do my job. And that if you think that um, your your prettiness is going to get you where you need to be, yeah. sure. But that also fades. So substance as a person, and I feel like I appreciate about her, I appreciate that about her. Sorry, is that when I let substance, you know, yeah. beyond her money and beyond uh, her work, there's a person behind there with a heart, mm. and she's relatable. The things that she's been through, and having to get where she needs to be, you know, the struggles there, getting fired on her job. I mean, if you if you watched her, her masterclass, the first show that she had competed uh, with the one of the biggest. Um, TV, TV shows in Chicago. Yeah. They used to bring in homeless people just so they can have an audience. Homeless people. And it was in winter in Chicago. And yeah. they bring in the homeless people and just to reel them in, give them coffee and give them food. Mm. So essentially she was presenting to a team of people who didn't know her, who didn't care about her. For worse, when they looked at the reviews, they used to say, who's that black girl yeah. with that uh, nappy hair? Uh, Who's so ugly with that nose? And she said it was never about that though. It mm. was about where she was going. And she got there. And I feel like that's so amazing. That's some powerful stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think behind every person is a very powerful story. And behind every successful person mm. is a testimony that will keep you going for your lifetime, man. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's some really powerful thing. So in the next part of our show, we're really talking about uh, who we deem are the top five female entrepreneurs in, in South Africa, right? Where's, um, 
Do you want to talk? Go straight into that. I don't think we need a break anymore. Let's just go into it because <laughs> I mean we've we've had a lot of breaks in this. Cool. Thing. So so we we will indeed chat about the top five. Um, uh, we've got uh, producer Sporkuzi who's uh, compiled a list of uh, people he really feels like deserve to be in the top five. It's it's pretty cool. I think uh, we'll we'll get inspired by c- quite a number of these. So top five in just a moment. First up, zooming into uh, to um, uh, Basetane's blog. There's a blog she put up in 2014. We're going into the X-Files. Yo, I, 2014 on the 24th of July. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. So so here she was talking about entrepreneurship. I think yeah. it's kind of relevant to what we're talking about today as okay. well. Um, they, there's quite a lot she mentions here. Um, first of all, starting off... Um, you know, in high school, realizing that, hey, um, eventually I'm going to have to go and get a job. This dream thing <laughs> is not really going to be the, the thing. You know, your mom is like, get, go to school, get a good job, and that's life. And, uh, you know, she, she decided to go um, to, to work at a SMME, mainly because she wanted to get a, get a clear picture and an, uh, an unedited version of what the world startup really means. Um, and, and be, you know, so that maybe one day she can go into it. Uh, now, here's where it gets interesting. She says, fast forward to five years later. Currently, she, um, at that time, she was employed at a, a, a black-owned SMME, um, having worked in three which have all been in operation for more than five years. Uh, she was, um, I'm, I'm going to now speak as if I'm her. She mm-hmm. said, I have been troubled by the strange behavior small business owners display when they cons- consistently feel the need to feed into a reality that is bright on the outside and broken on the inside. I've seen many um, hashtags in my life, but uh, none as annoying as hashtag entrepreneurship. What's uh, bot- what what bothersome about this life is uh, the unrealistic picture it paints of the working world. The dishonesty makes my soul bleed. There is nothing glamorous about running a business. It is not only uh, it, it is not only uh, tiring, but it is draining as well. It is draining emotionally it drains your resources and it turns uh, and it in turn drains your um your employees nobody tells you how hard it um, how hard it is but they're all so eager to tweet the rewards the instagram profits and they also dramatize their returns but the truth is not um um you know uh, dressed in bling life is hard enough without having to deal with the fact that you know you might um uh, want to end up working for people who who uh, who come into the um the office at 12 ask and okay she says ask you how your day was and leave at 4 and then tweet hashtag #entrepreneurship <laughs> Yo, I, imagine the person comes angry. in, it's like, yo, uh, how's your day? Okay, shop, and then they leave, and then they like, hashtag entrepreneurship. I'm such a business owner. But you, know, you went there you know? the whole day. Mm. Oh, I think I was, I sounded angry. Oh yeah. my sound god, of like a painful mm. space. Mm. 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 My god. So tell us about that time, and and tell us, you know, uh, whether your view still the same, and how's it, how it has evolved, if it has at all. I think I'm a little like I'm less angry because clearly, mm, as in my feelings about that, yeah. I'm less angry definitely. But I feel the same. I feel like people need to be honest. We all want to be entre- um, entrepreneurs. We really do. Like if we could, and someone gave me money today, I'm there. You know, I'm working hard towards my dream. But don't sell me a lie. Don't show me your red bottoms and say, you know, uh, entrepreneurship. And tell me, I want, I want to know the pain also. I don't want to show see me the, the struggle. Man. Yeah. Show me the struggle. Like tell me that there was a point where you had 10 rand in your account and you didn't know how you were going to play your, uh, pay your employees, but you paid them anyways. That's what I need to know. Mm. I, the, I mean, people act like you're in entrepreneurship just to solely make your money and go. Not really. We, I mean, we, that's why we're there. That's why we want to run our own businesses. We want the money. So don't tell me about the money. Tell me how you got there. I want the in between. I don't want the, the rewards and whatever. I want to know when it hurt. I want to know when you sat down and one day you said, you know what? I think I'm just going to close this business. I'm done. You know, like I can't handle this. I need to know the pain. I need to know that when I get there at that point where you've been. It's easier because I know someone who's been there. So therefore I know Mm. that there's going to be a a silver lining. You know, that actually if you got through this, then so can I. Hey, you know, that's true. Yeah. Because it gets tough, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's interesting. I I heard a conversation. I think, um, Vusite Maguire was saying that, um, 
um, you know, American entrepreneurs, or let me say first world, world entrepreneurs versus, let's say, South African entrepreneurship. What, what the difference is, is that in, in, in those countries, their, um, you know, their ambition for entrepreneurship is, is necessity driven. Yeah. Meaning mm. that they see that, hey, people need to connect in a better way. Um, communication, you need to catch up or keep in touch with people that no, no longer live where you live. You create Facebook. Yeah. Whereas in South Africa, it is opportunity driven. And this is mainly because of, of poverty in a certain, certain yeah. sense. So you are so hungry. You're thinking, you're not thinking about convenience. You're thinking about, um, what can bring me food? Yeah. You know, mm. so when you hear that, Hey, there are some people with the tender thing come up with a construction company. You quickly make yeah. bridge your things together yeah. and you try to do construction. Since when does Simpiwe do construction? Exactly. Mm. And then all of a sudden something opens up in, in uh, cleaning. And then you're like, yeah, I'm going to get some cleaners <laughs> together. I'm going to make a company. Yeah. You know, everyone wants to register. Back in the day, it was called the CC. Everyone, you know, you <laughs> tell to the older guys, like, ah, CC. You're like, dog, you have not. I remember a day we drove far to when I was still living in the Val. I was very young. We drove far to Joburg and I sat in the car because my dad was one of those those uh, traditional old people that believe kids must stay in the car while they do the big things <laughs> in offices. Yeah. So I sat in the car in Joburg for a long time. I don't even remember if it was Joburg or Pretoria, but all I remember is I sat in the car for a long time. You know when you're sitting in the car for so long that you don't even know how to open the windows <laughs> of the car, so you start sweating like hard, and you're like, am, am I dying? Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's not even that the windows are electrical, they roll up, Dog. but there's that permission thing. Like, yeah. Who told right, you yeah. you can open the windows? <laughs> exactly. And then they shot at you if you ever get stolen. You know huh? what I mean? Uh. So I'm sitting in the car after a long time. My dad comes back and uh he's all happy and hyped up. And I'm like, what's up? And he shows me these papers that he's just registered a CC. Oh, you my know? God. <laughs> Oh, and I, th- I thought immediately, this means we're going to be rich. We're going to be rich. We're going to ball so hard. Oh, my so God. Hard. What did he do with it? I don't even know since then. Uh-huh. Like, it probably just registered it and just let it. And that's the thing with, with, with so many black black people who come from that that uh, place of poverty when you you're just trying to make it man mm. you're just trying to mm. you trying so hard to just get out of this poverty yeah. man do like you will look, do anything if they say cliff central needs some satellites i don't I'm work there. in satellites but i'm gonna find somebody that make does. It happen. i want a piece of that pie dog yeah. i want some money and it, it really it, it's a thing <laughs> it's really a thing guys it gets to people like if yeah. i say hey um uh, listen um just told me about a an op- uh, an opening to just develop an app um for for you know for a big company yeah all of a sudden we're gonna try to hey hey maybe we could develop that app <laughs> we have not been in the app development exactly. space it's, now because of hunger that you've dreamt of because of hunger yeah. but because now you that is the type of entrepreneurship that yeah. is mostly in the country there is no innovation mm. exactly because the, the you know opportun- uh, opportunity driven Entrepreneurship does not look at the need and does not look at trying to upgrade mm. their previous innovation because mm. they, they're and not focused on innovation at yeah. all. I think the biggest thing with entrepreneurship is that you need to be a problem solver. You need to see what the problem is and meet the needs of the people. But um, the type of entrepreneurship that we're working with at the moment is really focused on trying to get mine, trying to get by, mm. making sure that mm. kids can eat and they yeah. sleep comfortable at home and all of that. And that's the lack of innovation that you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. If we're not trying to meet a need, then... Is it really entrepreneurship? You know, I'm nice. just, oh. I'm just thinking about a lot of things. It's actually a game. It's survivor. <laughs> <South Africa. laughs> but, but the flip, the flip side is you go to, I'm from Alex. Yeah. So you go to Alex. Coconing. Mm. You're selling tomatoes. Just mm. on the next corner. Same tomatoes. Where's is also selling tomatoes. How about now you are all selling tomatoes? Like really? Yeah. If you go to Pan Africa Mall, they all stack the fruits the same even. I'm like, okay, so where do I buy? Because they all look the same. They all cost the same. You guys are all selling them right next to each other. So what exactly is going on here? Why don't we just open a fruit and veg in Alex and, and then... just you guys can be And you guys can work there. And, or know? they can just work there. Because yeah. I can bet you that whatever salary you're going to pay them will no, be more if, than if they make. If you opened a, a food, fruit and veg, they'll probably burn it down and say, <laughs> you're yeah, picking jobs. Hey, 
Bro. Because that's the other thing about this type of entrepreneurship, right? Because they they are not constantly learning, mm. they get comfortable. Look at the example of the meter taxis, for instance. Yeah. Just because you your dad got unemployed is like, hey, let's turn the car into a meter taxi. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he did. It not is because, what it is. <laughs> yeah, not because he dreamt of having multiple taxis being yeah. operated mm-hmm. by different people so that he can actually control a network. Man's but just trying to get by. He's just trying to get by. Yeah. And then what happens? Uber happens. Yo. And, and then now you are he gets other angry. Mm. He, he sees a girl hop into an... Uh, who was standing next to the road um, Order an Uber Or like whatever Request yeah. an Uber The Uber arrives And he, he hops in And then he goes Stops the car And just like Hey get into this car If this guy Tries to break the car's yeah. The guy's car yes. Because when Because he has not um, you, you, He doesn't have this Innovative spirit mm. yeah. That a different yeah. You know in America When Uber happens Then the guys who The, the cabs that we were used to yeah. I'm sure they yeah, Find they, ways to innovate exactly. yeah. Either make a cab app as well Or in fact to say well, you know what? The Uber guys have expensive cars because mm. Uber has the standard that he has yeah. to, to, yeah. you know, to ha- hold up. We, on the other hand, have secondhand cars. Our cars are pretty old. Yeah. What we can offer is cheaper prices than Uber. Exactly. That's what Texas is. So it is so cheap that you have to. If you're looking at your pocket only and yeah. say, Hey, Doug, I'm still going to get there. Dog. It's nighttime. No one will see me. Mm. I'm taking this option. And that's what disrupted. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what disruptors like Taxify did. They exactly. literally like, we don't give a damn about the quality of the car. As long as you can, it can get you from point A to B at a lower price. We got you. Exactly. Yeah. And, what, and who is South Africa? Who's the South African market? Well, we are not a first world country. Yeah. We are the type where many people are still looking at their mm. pockets and saying, Ish, so, so when Taxify comes in and says, yo, we can do what a taxi can do, but just yeah. in a bit of more convenience. But it's an access to information, guys. I think it, for me that it's really a sore point, such yeah. a sore point. Like I'll mention again, I'm from Alex, right? And I'm happy that I sound like how I sound yeah. and I know what I know, you know, and I do what I do. Mm. And it's really because it was access to information. Yeah. So you go to school with white people, you, okay, bite a bit of a culture, okay, I see what they're doing. You do that too, you know. I feel like we're so fortunate that, okay, we, these white people can be so annoying, but, you know, let's learn from them as well. And then you get someone next door who can, uh, goes to school in Alex. So yeah. they have that, it's a, sh- it's a shielded view yeah, of the world and what the world has to offer. Mm. And they, they're probably thinking, oh, I'm going to leave school. I'm going to go work in a call center. Meanwhile, you could actually be a receptionist, you know, and that's just you putting your foot into corporate. You know? Yeah. So uh, what you're mentioning is very important, the access to information portion mm. of things. But I want to ask you, how do we bridge that gap? You know, it's it's a tough thing to to expose people to that information if they're not willing to 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 receive it. Mm-hmm. And I know like I speak in schools every now and then mm-hmm. and you ask kids what is their dream? I think I went to to a school with Weza the one time and uh, the girl said no, she wants to be a pilot. And then we asked her, What do you want to study? Travel and tourism. <gasps> You know what I mean? Do you see what I'm saying? It's sad. It's I a tra- it's a tragedy. No. But how do we bridge that gap? Because that's we need to find out that solution, you know? Curriculum is very important. Yeah. Um quite LO this life orientation that they teach and you need to get a distinction, otherwise you fail. But they teach about nutrition and yeah. they expect you to be a fully fledged human being who's functioning at their best in the working world, but they taught you about nutrition. Hey. Um uh-huh. My school has a, uh, the school that I went to, Eden Glen High, uh, had a job shadow program. Yeah. So in grade 11, you decide what you want to be in life. And then they say, okay, go find someone who can, um, keep you at their job for a week. So you go there for a week. If you want to be a pilot, okay, go to South African Airways and go, uh, sit with pilots for a week and come back and write a report. I feel like it's not enough, but it's a start. Yeah. That we start to shape the curriculum according to, how is this going to help you be a better person? It's like the number of accidents and drunk driving in the country, how they can curb that. An alternative is to make sure that instead of saying, if you fail LO, you're going to fail your entire matric. How about if you fail your driver's license and you don't drive like a normal person when you're 18, 
you will fail on the trek because you need that to be a better yeah. person. You actually can't go, you can't go apply, apply for a job without your driver's license. Yeah. So why is it not part of the curriculum? Yeah, we should, we should expose and empower the kids right? from a younger age. It's something that's very hmm. important. And I think you as an individual can also have a, a part to play. It's simple. You could just mentor one kid hmm. and you could change that child's life forever by instilling vision for the future. Hmm. Because I mean, the Bible says without vision, we perish, right? Hmm. So let's, let's do our part. I mean, we're all leaders. So let's, let's shape and change the future one person at a time. I think we yeah. can talk about this all day, we every can. day. We can. But, uh, I think it's that time, Wizza. I really cool think stuff. So, uh, here are some of the, um, top five young, uh, or not actually young anymore, but, um, <laughs> some, some of the women that you can definitely go Google. They are doing absolutely amazing things within the entrepreneurship space. They're disrupting markets. They're also just, you know, great examples of women and, um, and women who are really out there actively doing it and, um, and, and leaving a trail so, for others to follow. First is, uh, uh, Cesar Mzimela. Now, um, Cesar Mzimela has a number of firsts to her name, the biggest of which is founding the first majority black and woman owned airline in South Africa called, uh, Fly Blue Crane. Um, it, it, it really, um, you know, took off quite well. A lot of people were really excited and, uh, and amazed by it. And, um, in fact, um, just, there's just a, a piece of dialogue that I actually want to just, uh, read from, from what happened, um, or, or maybe from, you know, from an interview that she had. The question was, um, Okay, let me just, it, this thing is hopping. Where did you, um, when did you know that you could launch your own airline? I'm sure that's a question that mm. you, know, I you could question, yeah. ask a person. She says, it was not about me knowing that I could do it, but I never knew that I couldn't do it. Mm. Oh. Interesting. Aye. Aye. <laughs> 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 now, now. Yeah, what she says, yeah. what she also says is, it's only now that people are negative or they will come with negatives like, but why would you do this? Or why would you think you need to do this? And so forth. Yeah. That's the, uh, that's the importance of people. People will talk about the importance of self-belief. Yes, it is about self-belief, but it is self-belief on the basis that people around me and the people that have always surrounded me have never ever told me any different mm. instead it it was the opposite mm. it was always why wouldn't you do it mm. like that's the type of people she surrounded herself with yeah. people who are like hey why don't you just make an airline you know yeah. the type the type of people that see great things for you and you like oh shucks okay cool okay let me let me make it let me make it instead of saying why do you think you deserve to like what do yeah. you think you know she yeah. had the right yeah. type of people and that's what was was quite important with her then the next is Claire Mawisa can I really read on, the, on this one because uh, she's one of my favorites on she's one of my okay. favorites guys she's doing the most of her life she's doing the most of her life <laughs> So over the past 23 years, Claire has proven herself to be something of a career chameleon. Yo, she's done the most with her life. I mean, much of her success was the result of her ability to adapt to a myriad of roles. I mean, she was everything from being a TV presenter to a model to an editor, even an entrepreneur. She did it all. I mean, it was amazing. Today, she is perhaps best known for her investigative um, reporter role on Carte Blanche. And um, she she really does that in an amazing way. And she's still pushing the entrepreneurial role. Um, she's the founder of Code Teen, an organization empowering young women to be who they were supposed to be, man. Yeah. Shout out to Claire, man. Cool Who's stuff. Three, bro? Yeah. So in third, we've got um, um, Nozipo Mbanjwa. Um, uh, to many viewers across the continent, uh, Nozipo is recognizable as the award-winning business journalist on one of Africa's leading news channels, CNBC Africa. But there's quite a lot that we don't know about her um, uh, because um, she's. Uh, but in fact, she just describes herself as a communicator and connector. Mm. That's pretty much all she says. Truly, this. But this ability to build connections and talk a good game is what she believes has helped to drive her success first in the government then in the corporate world and now as a business journalist and entrepreneur so she's pretty much um been able to to connect and I, uh, that's actually something i always say to people that yeah. sometimes you go to these you know these business um seminars or whatever and you feel like i don't even have 
a business yet or my mm. business is not on the level of these people yeah. and yeah. that you can easily feel like you don't belong there mm. or that you have nothing to offer but eventually over time all you need to do is gather connections because yeah. over time what you have to offer is a connection you might not be able to give this person something from your personal capacity but mm. you know someone who can and therefore you become vit- mm. vital to that person and they want to keep you around because they think this we need this person on the project yeah. they normally quite connected they know people that could help us with almost anything mm. and that's also is you know it's a value proposition yeah, yeah. okay so in number 4 we've got um Nunu Mchingila. Nunu is the head of Facebook Africa. She's uh, what? damn, <laughs> yeah, she's deep. She was also known for her previous work as communications director of Nike South Africa. So you can see why she's on this lift. I mean, she's the chief executive officer of Ogilvy South Africa. She's just been what? claiming these positions. I might just hit Hunter. Hey? I was just about to say, Basetana is busy on the lookout for for. Y'all need to give me that name <laughs> for Nunu. Yeah, man, Nunu's on this list for... You can see why she's on this list. I don't even think we need to explain. She's done everything. No, she's doing the most. Wizard, you have yeah. any interesting okay, facts cool. on her? Um, so, um, uh, well, no, I think... I think, I think it's enough, It's dog. ground well covered. <laughs> uh, we can move on to, to fifth. Uh, we also have here um, Daphne Mashile. Uh, Daphne Mashile Nkosi. It's interesting. Like when a woman becomes successful, she wants to keep her surname, of you know. Double but when barrel. she when when she ain't that successful, like it's okay, I'll keep yours. <laughs> <laughs> but, but as soon as they become value somebody, add. it's a value add. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Well, uh, Def, uh, Daphne is chairperson of Halakhadi Mangani. Say, yeah, she's um, down the road, eh? Oh yeah, mm. pretty cool. Yeah, she's also the CEO of uh, Kalahari Resources and is the founder and director of Timoso um, Technologies Limited. Um, we are all um, also oh, so th- this is actually pretty cool. This is pretty cool. Like she yeah. she she's done quite quite a lot, mm. and um, I mean it's it's we are fortunate to have you know people like this to look up to. Yeah. These are these are the type of people you can Google anytime. Just um uh, and one of the most important things, like one 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 thing that uh, about people who are really successful is that they've read biographies of other successful people and they've you know tried to follow those footsteps, and that mm. actually really leads to. Success. Success most of the time. Yeah, yeah, that's some powerful stuff. I won't be surprised if uh, these uh, ladies start changing positions because I know Basitana's on the lookout I'm to there. put them on. <laughs> I, I know. even tried to make Kalahari Manganese a client once upon a time <laughs> in my life. I don't so. doubt that. I don't <laughs> doubt that. And uh, yeah, man, I, can you believe that it's an hour already? I can't. I actually can't. There's so much to say. Yeah, yes, man. This hour of the week. Yeah, yeah the shortest hour of the week. That means that you guys are gonna bring me back, Wabo. <laughs> yeah, we see, we see what you're doing. Yeah. No, we'll definitely have you in the near future, no doubt. You've ha- you've entertained us. You've you've inspired me to, for to some degree to really keep on pushing and yeah. make sure that hey, gotta get your life in check in the most. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you're doing. Yeah. So you, you know where we are now. We're, yeah. we're that we're that crew that's there for you just before you leave work. Yeah. Hey, yeah. we got you. We Great got your stuff. bag. Well, Trust and there believe. There you go. You've heard it you. from a pro. Yeah, that's why we changed. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this has been the shortest hour of Unplugged and In Charge. Until next time, always remember that the sky is the limit. But it's the limit because you can't touch it. Except if you're Kanye. See you next week, ladies and gentlemen.